This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery, like McKenna, brings a top-tier lineup. With Leaf Davis-esque delivery right to your door, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only by app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Blue Monday podcast covering Ipswich Town since 2015. My name is Richard Woodward and you are tuned into the pre-match show, Shrewsbury Home Edition, available each week on podcast, audio and video. And joining this me, uh, joining me this week, words, Mikey, words. We, we've had all kinds of fun before we've even been <laughs> uh, This is going to be fun today. Um, Mikey's back. Welcome back, Mikey. How are you doing? Hi, yeah, I'm very good, thank you. I'm playing the role of Miles Kenlock this week um, because the first two choices weren't available. So no, um, come I'm on. popping in. <laughs> I'm going to put Nothing in a six like out that. of ten. <laughs> Nothing like that. You're not our third choice left, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, great to be on. Doing all right, yeah. And I mean, um, we've it's not it's not a kind of bumper week in terms of news. And we obviously did the live show um, on Wednesday night. We usually have a bit more gap. Um, and maybe news happens on Friday. We are recording this Thursday night. Uh, it goes out Friday morning. So I'm hoping there's no major news in the world of Ipswich Town, like a, a postponement or something like that um, <laughs> before before this goes out. So um, happy Friday if you're listening to us as this um, gets released. Um, let's deal with, the, the, w- with what minimal news we've got, shall we, Mikey? Let's start with that. Yeah. And um, I, guess, I guess worth just picking up on the aftermath of the Gillingham game in the in the Pizza Cup, obviously a positive outcome. Um, and your thoughts, I guess, on we were debating this, and it'd be interesting to get your views. The Blue Monday WhatsApp group, the fabled Blue Monday WhatsApp group, has been debating this because it's, and we'll deal with this for Shrewsbury, obviously. But interesting to get your thoughts on whether anyone stuck out as a replacement for Selena, either Jackson, Chaplin, Edwards. Piggott, maybe, I don't know. Any thoughts on that, Mikey? And any thoughts on the EFL trophy and its, and its significance or otherwise with our season? Yeah, well, it's a competition that we, we don't want to be in, isn't it? Let's, let's face it. But what it does do, when you've been knocked out of the League Cup early on, as we have, it does give us an opportunity to see some of these fringe players who, who haven't been getting many starts. And actually, 
I feel like a, a couple of them have given Paul Cook a real headache going into Saturday's game because Piggott scored, led the line and played well. He's not going to get that centre forward forward role, but we have seen him play in the 10 earlier on this season, haven't we, when when he has played. Um, Edwards is back and yeah, he's was our most exciting player early on in the season. So he's possibly the favourite to come in, come in for Selena. Jackson, probably less likely, isn't it? <laughs> but then, yeah, Chaplin. I know Benjamin Bloom is a is a massive fan, and he was saying the other day that if he was the manager, he would be playing him every minute of every game. And yeah, he's, he he scored as well, didn't he? And potentially would suit playing in that number ten position. Yeah. So. Good headaches. Good, yeah. Good, a good headache to have this one. If you if you cast your mind back to to the end of la- last season and the <laughs> and the the choices that were there to be made, I mean, we'd much. I mean, not that we're in a great position if we're looking at the league table, but in terms of squad and player availability, we're in a fantastic position at the moment. Yeah, and and an opportunity to get to Wembley, one of the few remaining clubs to uh, to make a competitive appearance. Yeah. At- Wembley so the new Wembley it's just, is it just us and Port Vale and oh you and yeah I think is it yeah. Colchester as well I think there's about eight or seven of them isn't it it's a pretty embarrassing I think it's less than that now Rich is it now less yeah I think it is because oh, Harrogate probably have, have been there haven't they and yeah because you, you think oh the teams that have Salford. come up from um from uh non-league oh they they won't have played there but then they've they've had the opportunity to play there in the FA trophy or yeah various oh. other competitions I was, I was trying to lift the mood and i've just depressed <laughs> us haven't i let's move on um this is a, a strange story and kind of one of those ones like you're scratching your head um accrington and again it was a live show discussion as was the gillingham game um about when when and if you hear from owners and Andy Holt, we know, is someone who's not backwards in coming forwards and giving his views on social media and he's been tweeting about how agents and players approach um, doing transfer deals and has shared a DM chat with Cameron Burgess. Um, Ipswich Town's now Cameron Burgess is presumably a, an example. Um, he, he says, I hope Cam, at Cam Burgess 95 doesn't mind this. I mean, bloody yeah. Hell. So f- first of all, Rich, sorry, sorry if I'm interrupting no, here, no. but first of all, he has Cameron Burgess's number. He's, as he literally shows, he's on what WhatsApp or SMS with with Cameron Burgess. He could have just messaged him and said, "Oh, just about to send this tweet out," and maybe explained, given him a bit of context as to why we didn't get any context, <laughs> and got permission from him that way, rather than yeah. saying, "I hope this is okay," because even though the nature of it doesn't look bad on Cameron Burgess, I'm not sure how comfortable I feel about people sharing. Me- messages that that I've sent. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not particularly saying that I've sent any bad ones, honest. Um, <laughs> but I'm not sure I'd want them being shared without my permission on on social media for the whole world to to know. Anyway, not not necessarily because of what's in it, but because it's drawing attention to you, and you don't necessarily yes. want that attention from outside. Um, I think there is a suggestion that it's a thinly veiled dig at another Accrington player that. You can possibly smart yeah, me Dion, up on Dion Charles is the suspicion that, I, and you wouldn't post that without a reason, and it's not just oh I've woken up today and I think I'll I'll talk about what a great <laughs> like, transfer yeah, business it was. Yeah, I, I I first read it as 
is it is he just being one of those people that's just telling a story about that time that they did something really nice mm-hmm. like you know people that can't can't help an elderly lady across the road without posting it on social media <laughs> or or people that film themselves giving a meal to to the homeless um but then yeah it seems like there's a little bit more to it than just complete narcissism yeah <laughs> yeah it's kind of a very if opportunities reward trust you know it's kind of almost kind of pr for yeah. Accrington and yeah. you'll never work for, a, for an owner like me again better, better, yeah <laughs> fact uh, maybe that's maybe that's what's going on here we can only speculate interesting that harvey um harvey davies who's known to a lot of us on social media and um is on the kings of anglia fans um panel shows um asked what mark ashton was like to deal with um as well and his um and andy <laughs> andy Holt continues his line of brent quotes or brent isms with um he is great to deal with and his last words on the subject to me were there goes andy Holt. i must remember to thank him no they weren't um it's great to work with you and do business in the right way andy uh, there you go thanks thanks for being a great guy andy <laughs> thanks for being the best owner you know what, yeah. Andy? I've got a message to you. Well done. <laughs> well done for doing your job. I, th- I thought it was going to be, I thought I'd have to get the beep button out early because <laughs> we're early in the YouTube video. Yeah, uh, interesting one. So, um, well, we'll be interested to see if Cameron Burgess gets asked about this. As you say, he comes out quite well, doesn't he? Very professional. Yeah. Um, yeah. Is, is very much focused on the game and then is told, don't worry about that and get yourself for the best deal you can. So, mm interesting the world of football ownership and social media hey uh, always brings out the best uh, and finally continuing the kind of pre-match vibe to the show um and another advert for um attending itfc women's um fixtures they are back at home on sunday at 2 p.m at the gold star round in phoenix though um facing off to mk dons yet to win a game two draws four defeats for only five goals for 16 conceded so i'm cursing someone here surely but i thought i'd be the curse and then i went to kane uh, kinchim and they won 11 2 so um i will be chancing my hand again on sunday um two injury doubts bonnie horwood um in central mid and sophie peskett friend of the pod um out wide right um both missed um the game against london bees the, the win against london bees but we'll be hoping to be available for selection. So do get down there. Five quid for adults, free for kids coming under 16s that take with you. View of the pitch, you can walk around all other places in the cafe. You get get great value for money there, don't you? It's five pounds and you're probably going to see, well, you're you're probably going to get better value than a pound a goal. Yeah, exactly right. And um, you can have a beer and view of the pitch as well. So yeah, do go down and support the, the women's team doing fantastic things. Um, a league above and hunting down a second promotion in two seasons. Uh, so all the best to them. And we will, I think, probably miss out on talking about that on the flagship, but we will certainly mention it next week on the live show or the pre-match show. That is your lot for news. Let's get into Shrewsbury. And we've got plenty to talk about, Mikey, haven't we? Um, let's start with the basics, um, shall we? Uh, at the moment, twenty third in League One. Yeah, um, Seb's kindly done some notes for us. He's yeah, got yeah. Seb, you, Seb has essentially produced this show for us, hasn't he? We're, this feels like a real slick podcast operation here, apart from maybe the apart from the bit that we've done at the start. Um, but yeah, we've got our own producer. Producer Seb has um, has really given us um, something to work with, hasn't he? 
Yeah, and his words, not ours, uh, is this this is a relegation six pointer. So <laughs> yeah. direct your comments at Brown Brown S08, I think is off the top of my head is his Twitter. But yeah, eleven played, two wins, two draws, seven defeats, only eight goals scored, sixteen against sounds similar to MK Dons in ITFC Women's League. Um no wins on their travels yet. An impressive one or draw though. A few weeks back, which we talked about on the Sheffield Wednesday pre-match, a one-all draw there. Uh, Sheffield Wednesday, obviously, we know are a little bit flaky, um, but still um, some resilience there. Last time out, defeat to Bolton, 2-1 in the league. But a morale-boosting 3-1 win, Mikey, in your favourite tournament, the Pizza yeah. Cup. Yeah, that was against um, Wolves Wolves under-21s and a couple of their their attacking players that came in. Um, like us, actually. A couple of their goal scorers didn't start in the last game, but there was a bit of a mixture of players that that have been playing in the league and and a few fringe players as well. Yeah. Worth uh, drawing uh, attention to their situation last season, 17th place finish in the 2021 campaign. Uh, Sam Ricketts was in charge for a good chunk of the season, uh, but defeat to Ipswich and a draw with MK was enough for the Shrewsbury board and uh, he was sacked. Uh, Steve Cottrell came in, um, but missed big chunks of the season through COVID and and recovering from the after effects of COVID, which I think also spanned into the summer. So I think he's doing much better now, but was yeah quite seriously ill for a while. And, um, and that must've affected them. Um, really experienced manager, Mikey, we know all about Steve Cottrell, don't we? Yes. Yeah, so St- Steve Cottrell, um, his daughter was in my year at university. Wow, uh, you know, she was in the she was in the year above, and that, and that's in Seb's script as well. How does he know that? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, you, people knew that she was Steve Cottrell's daughter because she brought it up at every opportunity. But anyway, <laughs> um, he was manager of Portsmouth back then, and at the time, he was considered an an, ex, an experienced football league manager. And here we are, <laughs> is it over ten years later? And he's um, still kicking about. And yeah, he's, he's had some, some success at some places and some others, but he's a manager that, that regularly gets jobs. So he's obviously, he's obviously doing something, right? Um, I think he yeah. plays quite a... Uh, I'm, he's quite, it's quite a, a simple, straightforward style of, style of management, which is probably what attracted Shrewsbury to him last season because they, they were struggling and he was somebody an old steady hand to come in and um, work a little bit of magic, but he's probably not, his style probably isn't overly popular with Shrewsbury fans, but I don't know how, to, I, I don't know any Shrewsbury fans to uh, to ask them what their opinion of Steve Cottrell is. No, you don't, they're not, you don't kind of bump into Shrewsbury fans, do you? No. I, find. I mean, he, he came in and, and made, you know, a big difference in terms of the form. I think they were, they were on a good winning run. I'm just trying to find their run of games, no, there was um, December, the, the kind of, the defeats turned into draws, certainly mm. after he was pointed. Then there was wins against Hull, wins against Lincoln. Yeah, against so I, I can talk Blackpool. you through his his record yeah, since taking over. Yeah, so he, he took over in November 2020, um, which I'm guessing was a few weeks after Paul Cook took over at Ipswich. Um, no, it was February, wasn't he? Okay. Okay, so it must, this must be his last 22 games. He's won eight, drawn five, lost nine. Um, Paul Cook's 
last 28 games, won six, drawn 11, lost 11. Wow. Uh, Let's get Steve Cottrell in. So Steve Cottrell has, I mean, it's not a brilliant record, but it's still a better record at Shrewsbury than what Paul Cook has so far at Ipswich, although we don't talk about last season. We judge him on this season. Um, (laughs) But yeah, that was something that jumped out at me about um, Steve Cottrell's record. Yeah, I mean, as, as I mentioned, the teams that they, they beat, I mean, the form was a bit up and down after that. But as a manager, you want that new manager bounced, don't you? Particularly for Shrewsbury, who were struggling at the time. And, you know, Hull promoted Lincoln in the playoffs. Doncaster were hovering around the playoffs at that time under Darren Moore. Blackpool, obviously, up via the playoffs. Um, so those are, and then they beat Peterborough um, into the new year. Sunderland in the new year. 40 winning against MK Dons. So, yeah, certainly they had that run, and then I think he, he he got COVID obviously within the new year, and then there's this run of just defeat after defeat. Um, mm. I think in the last kind of how many games? Is it about twelve or thirteen games? Three wins, two draws, uh, two draws, two wins. Sorry, and the rest defeats. Um, but in there, Mikey, the last time they played against Ipswich, do you remember May last <laughs> I, May nil nil I, draw with Ipswich? I mean, there, there was a few of those, wasn't there? But yeah, I was racking my brains. I couldn't remember the home game either, and then, then I realised, yeah, it was the it was the most well painful two one victory I can, I can ever remember. I it was the one where Lancaster scored in the ninety sixth minute, and I didn't feel happy despite us scoring <laughs> in the ninety sixth minute in front of the Sir Bobby Robson stand and. Yeah, so not great memories of Shrewsbury last season, but when we played them at home in our first season in League One a couple of years ago, it was a pretty entertaining 3-0 win at home. Um, Sean Morley was sent off that day in the first half, which made life a little bit easier. But yeah, that was one of the more entertaining games from the Paul Cook era. Paul Cook? Paul Lambert era, sorry. Yeah, and in the in that 2-1 win that you talked about in November, either Ethan Ebanks, Landau, the, the captain now, uh, scored an own goal and it felt like the, the only way that we were going to make the breakthrough was if they scored for us and mm. it so happened and that was quite a I, I remember Sam Ricketts who was the manager this time very um very annoyed at that and I can I can yeah. understand why. Yeah it was a bit of a robbery wasn't it? Not that Shrewsbury were particularly good that day either but that was no. a game that deserved to finish nil nil or one one. Kept Lambert in a job a little bit longer as well, mm. didn't it? Let's talk about some of the transfer business. I've got um Six signings and two loans coming in and, and quite a few departures, 12. I've, I've singled out a few of them here. Um, Matthew Pennington has, has finally decided to stop being the perennial loanee down in the Championship and League One and find a home. Um, he joined from Everton on a free transfer and was linked with us, I think, for a while. Um, mm. Elliot Bennett is a, probably another eye-catching signing of joining from Blackburn on loan, a good age, still only 32. Uh, also played at Brighton and Narridge. Um, but born in Telford, so kind of going home for him. Um, yeah. And in terms of, before we talk about some other additions, in terms of players out, um, the one I've singled out was the one that went for a fee, which is Ollie Norburn, um, midfielder, not a, not a, a midfielder, whatever I've written there on the on the video. I need to brief these before I do them. But um, yeah, a, kind of a, a low... It means he's, he's nifty. He's nifty. <laughs> nifty gifty. So he's, um, yeah, so he's a... a, a 350k, I think, was the the signing there. I think he was captain and signed just before the the start of the new season. He was, yeah. I think he he got arrested for scrapping um, in the summer. Did he? <laughs> yeah, that might might explain why he moved on. Although okay. to be fair, it's, well, a, it's a decent decent move for him 
moved to, up to and yeah. seven appearances for them. Any other signings that draw your eye? I guess there's there's one that maybe we will talk about quite a lot of. Uh, no, not not really for me. It's Pe- Pennington is the is the interesting one because I I I quite liked him mm. at Ipswich, and he'd obviously he played a few games for Everton as well. I mean, he'd even scored in a Merseyside derby at Anfield. But I I thought that maybe he was a victim of being in a really poor team that season. Yeah, but the fact the fact that he's had to go on loan to Shrewsbury last season and they were the only ones that came in for him presumably although I guess it's probably fairly close to where he was based previously yeah he I think he's he was like a a fairly solid defender quite cultured wasn't he yeah I liked Um, him and he got that really bad injury towards the end of his loan spell with us so I thought mm. I thought his form had got better yeah he would have got in our side last season yeah I, I would have had him as a possible player of the season kind of candidate before he got injured and but that you know that is <laughs> that's it's not exactly the biggest accolade, is it? If in that yeah. in that team of that season, the, the other name that I was um, hinting at was Luke Leahy, um, Cov alumni, um, <laughs> formerly um, left back, now playing centre mid for them. We'll talk more about him in a, in a minute. But um, signed from Bristol Rovers in the summer on a free, um, ten goals in forty four appearances for them last season, two goals, one assist so far, and doing all right for them. Other bits of business. Morosi also has a Kovlink. He signed from them. Sam Cosgrove on loan from Birmingham. It's kind of a name that I always stumble across in Football Manager. And in terms of the departures that we talked about, Leon Clark, we all know about Leon yeah. Clark and Dave Edwards. Those are kind of names from the past, aren't they? War horses. Yeah, exactly right. Um, so that that's uh, experience that's, that's that we'll be missing. But they were pushing 36, I think, both of them. So no surprises mm. there. The other bit of news that I thought was interesting was Sean Goss uh, leaving for Motherwell, ex-Man United youth player. Had a spell at QPR. Um, any thoughts on... Should we talk about formations and personal and all that fun stuff? Mikey? Looks yeah, like let's, uh, let's, yeah, let's do let's do formations. So Shrew, Shrewsbury do... Well, Steve Cottrell does mix it up a little bit. He'll just chop and change and see what works and yeah most of the time this season Shrewsbury have played with three at the back so sometimes it's a three what a three four one two is their preferred formation Sean Worley tends to play in the 10 and yeah Pennington and Pierre are the mainstays in that back line and I imagine that Ebanks Landell will Join, yeah. them, join them at the back. I remember them having massive... Pretty sure they played with three at the back at Portman Road a few years ago, actually. They had some really big hulking defenders. Um, and yeah, they 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 have played 4-4-2 a couple of times. But yeah, norm, normally they go with three at the back. And their wing-backs are pretty important to them. Um, but they play quite direct to get crosses into the box, don't they, Rich? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the... Just kind of taking the team through through those positions, Morosi in goal, yet to keep a clean sheet. They're one of four teams in the league yet to keep a clean sheet. Um, so the league position, not necessarily a surprise in that respect. As you say, Land of the Giants again at the back. Um, I looked up Ebanks Landell's height and it said one metre 69, which I think equates to five foot five. And I thought that can't be right for a centre back. <laughs> And it, it, it turns out he's 6'2". So I think Pennington and Pierre, as you said, 6'1". And 
Lanel yeah. 60. So there's but they're there's but they're big they're big lads, aren't they? Units. But but that might work in in the favour of Bond. You can imagine he'll fancy himself in a foot race against those maybe so those three centre backs. We said similar last last week about Atkinson. That's very true. Working, yeah. yeah, he did score though. He, he did. He did. Yeah. It's a good point, and he did get in, in behind, didn't he? Yeah. And as you say, Lee, he there's there's quite a few injury situ- issues going on at, at the moment with the wide players. We mentioned Bennett. He's he, when it's a three-five-two notion. It's a three-five-two. Let's be honest. And mm. as you said, Woolley's kind of Wally, Wally, whatever. Yeah. The yeah. You need to get the pronunciation we'll right. Go with Wall. I think it's Wally. Wally. Yeah. We'll go with that. I, I, either side, it's 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 Bennett has been the ever present really but yeah. I've just read on their a website wing, he's a wing back specialist isn't it if you play wing yeah, backs you get better, exactly better right. and you, yeah. yeah he did that really well for Blackburn I mm. think he's suffered a family bereavement um, so it might be a might be a doubt for the weekend I'm not 100% sure I think that's okay. sadly a situation a family illness that has been a long time coming and so obviously very sad for him and, and we send uh, all our best wishes to him and his family but um, possibly a doubt for the, for the game on Saturday because of that Josh Daniels would come in for him, but he's out injured. So there are there might be issues in the wide positions, which, as you say, are of the position of strength in terms of the threat. So mm-hmm. Leahy, probably out left, is going to be the primary threat there. Um, yeah. George Nurse is the other guy who's played. George Nurse, that's a great name. He's mm-hmm. the other guy who's played out left. Um, but he's also a doubt with an injury too. So is he nursing an injury? Is he? Hey, yeah. There you go. That's that's why we got him back, everyone. That's why. Um, in, in terms of the other bits and pieces of central midfield, do you want to talk us to give us some names? But yeah, I've got their midfield too. Is well, Lee Lee he played in central midfield for them in the last game, didn't he? But I'm guessing he'll switch yeah. out to, to wing he'll back. Out. Oh, so it's it's Davies and, and Davies. Josh Fella. Yeah. yeah, Davis. Yeah. David. David. Sorry, Davis. Yeah, you're yeah. right. Ex Birmingham and played under Cottrell, I think, um at Birmingham and then signed on mm. the three in January. And Josh Fella, do you remember does the name ring a bell? Is he No. Okay. I don't remember is he any relation of Carlos Fella? No, I don't know. I don't think so. The Bolton, yeah. Yeah, ex Bolton I think he could play anywhere, basically. I think we were target. Joe was targeting him as a right back, right. but he could play in midfield. And now he's centre mid for them. So okay. I would. I th- I think though, he's got a knee injury and he picked it up against Wimbledon. So mm. there is kind of a situation here of bare bones for them. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't. He didn't play in the last game. So yeah, if if they were playing a wing back at centre mid last week, and now the the guy that was playing left wing back nurse is nursing an injury, as we mentioned, then I, yeah, I think they might be struggling in that department slightly. Yeah. I think Wally, what, what how did you pronounce it? Wally. Wally. Wally as in yeah. W-O-R. Uh, so he, he can play right if needed. Yeah. He, but... he, yeah, I think he was a winger, but he's 34 now. So I think that he's sort of seen as just sort of that create creative number 10, like a, well, Maybe say where's Hulahan if we're going to talk about League, oh. league One number tens uh, that, are, that are quite old. Um, but yeah, he's he's been with Shrewsbury for for donkeys years, Wally. Mm. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think that yeah they're scraping the barrel a little bit. Yeah, it's, it could be a challenge for them. I I, I would expect Bennett to to play. I think. And yeah. then, so that's quite easy with Lee He and um, and Bennett either side. The question, I guess, is who's going to partner. Davies in midfield and I'm struggling to kind of obviously 
it could be anyone. I'm, I'm just looking at the team that played against Wolverhampton, um, and it's quite a young team there. Um, it might mm. be that Leshimbala might play there. Um, yeah. But there's not a huge amount of experience mm. outside. And that's probably, Mikey, the big factor here. You know, we, we, we're used to talking about an Ipswich team, which has got, you know, you mentioned it right at the start with Gillingham, the strength and depth. You can afford to play effectively a second choice yeah. first team in the Pizza mm. Cup. Shrewsbury can't do that, which means no. when there is injuries and, and suspensions, it's the kids, isn't it? And that's, yeah. that's probably a, a partly a factor, isn't it? Mm. And that's and that's why this should be a, a routine three points for us as well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, maybe. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Blue Monday are delighted to be partnered with TalkSport Fan Network and NordVPN, giving you the best possible offering for browsing the internet securely. NordVPN opens up global streaming options for content not available in your region by switching your virtual location quicker than Wesburn's running down the wing. NordVPN acts like your cyber Sam Morsey whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like passwords and credit card details from falling into the wrong hands. For about the price of an ITFC match program a month or a Blue Monday Telegram subscription, you can get yourself a NordVPN account which can be used across six different devices. If you need to rapidly change direction like Amari Hutchinson, there's a 30-day money-back guarantee. To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Blue Monday or click the link in the podcast or YouTube subscription to be taken straight there, supporting us here at Blue Monday in the process. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like home comforts. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home advantage with Mook Delivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. I'm just seeing if I can find out any of the central midfielder names to throw at you. It's it's difficult, really. Um, it, yeah, it's going to be a bit of a shuff, shuffling of the pack, as you said. But yeah, Leshabala might be the the call there for to join yeah. in. That's easy for South, me to South African lad. Yeah. Um, the other option might be Tom Bloxham as well. Um, but 17 years old, Bloxham. Um, so, yeah, inexperience is going to, yeah, they'll be hoping that those sort of situations sort themselves out. Up front. Yeah, so, let, so let, Lester Bala is, is on loan, sorry, from okay. from Leicester City. Um, so he's played, really. yeah, and he's he's actually played nine times in the Premier League. So There you go. Wow. Yeah, similar, similar pedigree to Edwards. Cool. Yeah, great show. Uh, so talking about the forwards, it's a very brief conversation because, as we said, eight goals scored. Uh, Bowman and Udo are the ones probably that will get the pick up front. They've got one each. Yeah. Uh, Cosgrove's an option as well. I'm surprised he's not he's not in there too, Mikey. Yeah. Tony. Yeah, you th- you'd, you'd think so, wouldn't you? And who who were the players that scored against Wolves the other day? Because there was I mentioned those. I should have written them down. Let me check. 
but yeah, I wouldn't say that they they haven't got a luxury of riches up front either. But yeah, as you mentioned, they've got the Bloxham's. Yeah, actually, Bloxham scored and um, Leshebala uh, was the assist. Yeah, uh, and then Lloyd and Pike. Yeah, Pike. So I, I, Sam Cosgrove's on loan from Birmingham, presumably another link with Steve Cottrell's previous clubs. Hmm. He's got two goals. I'm just surprised that he's he's not really featuring for them. Udo is one of those kind of players that you come across in League One who's who's kind of played his way through the the lower leagues, came through at Kidderminster, I think, um, hmm. kind of journeyman through the lower leagues, and and yeah, he's got a chance and has worked hard. Um, but these players are not going to win new matches on their own, seemingly. And you no. said Warley's was the leading scorer last season. Yeah, hasn't Zero scored goals. yet. Hasn't scored yet this season. Yeah, I think. Yeah, it's 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 they're going to hope to win set pieces, and they're going to try and get up the pitch as quickly as possible, win set pieces, and get the three big centre backs up from the back. Obviously, we've we've struggled with set pieces, not so much in recent games, but earlier on in the season, especially. So I think that's going to be an area that they're going to try and exploit against us. But I mean, that's yeah. <laughs> That's pretty elementary stuff, isn't it? Especially for a manager like Steve Cottrell. I think he'll always have um, taken set pieces very seriously. Yeah, the fundamentals. The school of McCarthy, Pulis, et al, isn't it really? Mm. Uh, we mentioned the threat usually comes from the wide players. I mean, they are they are quite direct. At home, um, they average about 52% possession, but away from home, 41% possession, yeah. Mikey. Uh, so go figure. So... It's not going to be one they're gonna, the purist, is it? Yeah, it they're going they're gonna to sit deep, aren't they? Um, but yeah, hope, hopefully, if we can break through like we did against Doncaster, it could be one that o- opens up for us. Yeah, um, once that first goal goes in, you kind of think there might be a few more, as you say. Um, uh, but you'd think- expect with, with, with a Steve Cottrell team, though, I think... I think I'd be surprised if this was an absolute mauling. I think, I think that they'll be well up for it coming to Portman Road. Um, I think if if they find themselves a couple of goals down, I think that might just be damage limitation for them. Yeah, I think that's a fair shout. Because goal, uh, goal difference is quite important if they're going to be in the relegation battle with us. Yeah, good point. It feels to me that they're... I, I was looking through kind of their disciplinary record um, and it's one of the worst in the league. 23 yeah. yellows, two reds, mm. um, 13 just over 13 fouls conceded per game. Yeah, well, if they, if, if, the if they look at the tape from the Accrington game, they're going to get an example of how to play against us. I know that that yeah. was away from home, but they're going That's to be trying... Yeah, they're going to, going to be up to all of the old tricks, aren't they? And they're going to be trying try and be right up there in our faces as well. And, and it, if the threat comes, it will be, it will be crosses and three out of the eight goals they've scored are from headers. Hmm. The aerial duel... Duels are pretty good as well, fourth best in the league. So it's a game for keep for us keeping the ball on the floor, isn't it? Um, yeah. So yeah, it's when we there's not a huge amount of angle to this one on paper, is it, Mikey? It's no. kind of pretty straightforward if things play out as you would expect them to. And mm. being a home game, are you pretty confident about this one? Am I confident? <laughs> are you ever um, confident? <laughs> yeah, I've sort of learned not to be too confident ahead of any game. But um, my my niece Molly is going to her first ever game with uh, on on Saturday. She's only four years old, so I'm not sure 
how much she's going to take in. But apparently she's already told her classmates that her uncle Mikey plays for Ipswich, <laughs> well, uh, which, which is quite funny. Um, he could do a yeah. job. And I, I hope, hopefully she'll be sat so high up that um, she might actually think that I am one of the players running around. Yeah, it's well, quite funny. We want to um, put this in the comments. Who, which Ipswich player has, looks like Mikey Penty Smith? I, I think there's a bit of Burgess about you, maybe. You've got yeah, the height. I've got the height. Yeah, maybe can't fill a shirt out quite as well as Burgess does. <laughs> Have you got long old sleeve tattoos as well? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, oh. um, because of that, I'm going to predict that Ipswich are going to. They're going to win 3-0. Like, I know I said that it'd be damage limitation for Steve Cottrell's side, but as my niece is going to be there, Ipswich is going to win 3-0 and it's going to start a new love affair um, between her and Ipswich Town Football Club, unlike her mother. Love slash hate affair, yeah. yeah. Molly, was it? Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm sure you'll be listening to the podcast, Molly, so <laughs> yeah. enjoy the game. Don't she knows all about Shrewsbury any... now. <laughs> Don't get involved in any fights in the North Stand as well. You know, <laughs> Behave yourself and, uh, yeah, and apologies in advance for years of, of misery and the odd spiky moment where we're actually half decent. So, uh, yeah, yeah, I, I, th- I think that's a, a fair prediction as well. I, I, I would back that up. Uh, and nice. um, we're just struggling. I'm struggling to see. I mean, fa- this might be famous last words, but I'm struggling to see exactly where they're going to, what area of the pitch they're going to hurt us in. And it, it would take it, a big turnaround, wouldn't and it? And as it's a, if if this was at Shrewsbury on a di- different pitch, the home fans getting behind them, may, maybe maybe it would be a, a different game. And the conditions always make more of a difference in in the smaller stadiums as well. But at at Portman Road, off the back of a of a win, I know it was the fringe team that won the other night. It's going to be a, a big crowd that's still going to get behind them. I think unless Shrewsbury score early or score two early goals and the crowd turn against the the players, I think that we should be okay. Yeah, I'm just going to hammer home this cursing that we're doing here and say that um, Ipswich haven't lost to Shrewsbury since the 3rd of January 1987, three draws and seven wins in that time. So there you go. And uh, just to throw it in for a hat-trick ball, um, my danger man is Luke Leahy this week, and it's not worth drawing attention to it. So blatantly obvious uh, so keep a lookout for the left winger Luke Leahy unless he's in the middle because of mm. issues that we've talked about uh, must so get that... quite good odds on him as a as a wing back not that we're condoning yeah gambling, when the fun but... stops yeah stop. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, we, that's a totally different show we only, the Blue Monday bookies show the, the, betting, <laughs> the betting show I've, yeah. I've read through so Seb has we've mentioned that Seb has written um, has given us some notes He's provided a fact of the week. I, I'm not sure that's a particularly solid fact, is it? Yeah. Shall I read it anyway? Go on, let me join it. Some, let me, somebody let me do the might intro like it. it. I'll do the intro for it. Go on. Fact of the week. In 2007, to coincide with the stadium move to the new meadow, the club launched a new club badge. The badge remained in use from 2007 to 2015 until fans campaigned and voted by 92% to revert back to the older badge. Change is bad, Rich. 
<laughs> after it was revealed that the line, this was after that it was revealed that the line image on the 2007-15 badge was inspired by one from Microsoft clip art, which sort of brings back memories of that Leeds United badge from a couple, oh, couple the, of years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, a bit of fan power there. Got, got to rate that, haven't you? But yeah, I'm just saying yeah, if that's I can... quite a long time. Eight years with a pretty. Pretty bad badge. You looking for it online? See if you can... I'm trying to find it. Yeah, I can't find it. All I can find is parodies about. Um... Oh, there we go. Yeah, okay. I don't think anyone else would have figured that out. To be, I, I think it's it's very subtle. So, but fair enough. If if someone's gone looking on a Google image search for the lion and found it, then fair enough. And as you say, <laughs> fan power and action. At least they've changed. Yeah, it. yeah. Um, on to more serious matters, Mikey. Let's uh, let's do football room 101. <laughs> And I have to say, a surprising victory for me last week by 51% to 49%. Oh, that's you've done that. I, I, and I'm, yeah, squeaky bum time. I don't know what it is, but I appreciate the love out there for Football Room 101. I'm, it's just going to my head. So I'm, I'm going really softball this week, Mikey, and just I'm giving you an open goal. And let's see, I don't know what this week, Mikey hasn't told me what he's going for. So this could be a big big shock and a surprise so i'm hoping that i'm assessing you up for success but let's just put the league table up just for you know just for administrative purposes to make sure we know what's going on there i am eight played five wins and uh, players apologizing on social media for doing mundane things mikey is now in football room 101 any thoughts on that versus seb's um, bid for long midweek away trips yeah, I mean, I, I I think you've probably won that because it's a very modern, it's a modern football thing that people yeah. people don't like, and it's been it's been so long. Like we, some people were saying throughout COVID that they missed the Tuesday night trips up to Lancashire, Watch didn't Dale. they? So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, some people love it, and I guess people like Mullet that live out up in Mordor or whatever it is probably <laughs> probably would have voted um against Seb because they like it when there's these trips up in the the grim north yeah oh Mikey good luck <laughs> I'll let you go first I know who's right. not going to vote for you though <laughs> yeah okay so yeah I've thought long and hard about this one um because there's so many things that I really don't like about football I I considered VAR, but that isn't really one for an Ipswich Town podcast. So I've gone for clubs using their change strips without good reason. Mikey's one. Get so there, Mikey. Your home colour. I was worried then for a moment, Rich. I think no, I so this you've one. already done that one. No, uh, so, I, I will be. That was on my list. But you've, yeah, brilliant. So home colours are your club's identity. So Ipswich Town Football Club. They they are. The blues, the super blues, we wear blue. And if the opposition, let's say we're playing a team that wears red shirts, white shorts and and white socks, the right thing to do, Rich, is to wear a change shorts. So blue shirts, blue shorts, blue socks. It's not difficult. There's no need to use away kits until you're playing against a team that's wearing the same or almost the same same home kits. I've always been a big fan of it. 
the, I've always been a big admirer of the fact Ipswich have got a lot wrong over the years, but we, I, I don't think we're ever, we're very rarely guilty of wearing our away kit unless we have to. And that, and I've seen us go to Oxford a couple of years ago and there was a kit clash on the socks or something. So we, rather than switching to the away kit, we switched to white socks. But actually last season at Oxford, it's probably the first time in living memory that Ipswich did commit a kit crime, as they're called, and we wore the away kit against a team wearing yellow. And blue and yellow is a big colour contra- color contrast. Norwich are bad for this because obviously they don't need to use their, Everton, their away kit. Everton, a few weeks kit. back. Ridiculous. Yeah, Everton. Yeah, Watford traditionally very bad for it. Wolf, I mean, Wolves are quite cynical with their away kits, aren't they? Because they had the the green one a couple of years ago that was in is essentially a Mexican kit and that was to help sell Raul Jimenez shirts. And then last year they they were even more obvious and went for burgundy and, and red in the colours of Portugal to try and flog Neves and Moutinho and Patricio shirts or whatever. Um, but yeah, so my Room 101 this week is kit crimes, aka using your change strip for no good reason. And we can only assume that the reason is to help sell these second and third kits, isn't it, Mikey? That's that's all it is. Yeah, or or yeah, maybe a, a someone being really picky. Um, we, we can I also stick in the people that <laughs> whinge about the away kit not being used enough into room one hundred and one? Why do, why does it matter that it's not it's not used much if you bought it? I. Uh... No, I no comment. I mean, I loved the um, the Barcelona kind of rip off shirt that was yeah. hardly used. I still liked it. And I still wore yeah, it. So exactly, it doesn't matter. Yeah, and the last seasons was a bit bit meh. Even though I bought it on the cheap, so yeah, yeah I, I, I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't bought, sub. Bought, bought that one just because I thought it's pretty ugly. Therefore, <laughs> in twenty years' time, it's probably going to be quite classic, quite unique. That's, that's why I bought it. Yeah, good call. Yeah, I, I wouldn't sub your first bid though if i were you mike i'd stick with that that is that is a stone cold classic that is um and i and and i'm not bringing the big guns this week and it's purely luck of the draw for you um i'm i'm well (laughs) maybe i've tapped into something or tap into something here i am putting or offering up for room 101 football programs charged over three pounds or football programs frankly charged over two pounds or two pound 50 it's just his program has been three pound 50 for the last three or four seasons and it's a rip-off it, i i know that the program is of excellent quality don't get me wrong but it is not three pounds 50 worth of program mm. and i love buying programs there are you can't see them but i've got collections of the down here i i, I like having a program i like the smell of a program but i am not paying £3.50 for a programme. And I just think it's a real cynical ploy. And I just wonder whether the kind of cost-benefit analysis for the increased price and miserly people like me who are quibbling over 50p really can, um, whether that makes much of a difference. I suspect probably overall they make the same amount. But yeah, it's just so very cynical I, for me. Yeah, I think that they're str- they're struggling to sell as many programs these days because these interviews are sort of ready, readily available online. So I think because they're selling less. So it's your, they're, your... Char- they're charging more. So they're cashing in on the people that it's your will, industry's that will fault, buy them it, anyway. 
Yeah, used <laughs> all of these quality pre-match well, programs. Yeah. That you I'm do. a footballer, though, aren't I? Remember, of so. course, you play for Ipswich. Yeah. I forgot that. Yeah. I, I, as an example of how to possibly do it, I, I I might be wrong, and but certainly, whenever I've gone to call you in the last few years, you get the program for free walking into the game, and mm. the reason it's free is because it's chock full of adverts, and I think probably the cost of manufacture is wrapped into maybe some of the ticket price as well, perhaps on the sly. Mm. But if, 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 if the ticket is 25 quid and 50 P or a pound of it goes to making the program, then frankly, it's by the by for me. I, I don't really care. I, mm. and maybe that's the way to do it is to nudge a little bit extra onto this, the ticket price to do that. But f- f- the call you program is not particularly long, but you get the same old stuff. You get interviews from the manager you get interviews from the owner, you get an interview with a player, you get a nice little stats spreadsheet thing printed in the back, you get the teams on the team sheets on the back. That's all it needs to be. It doesn't need to be particularly extravagant. It needs to look nice. And there are really excellent graphic designers who support Ipswich who can do that kind of stuff and have, have yeah. done. You know, you can see them, the ones from last season behind me. I just think narrow the contents down a little bit. Don't, you know, re- reduce the burden of quality a little bit, put more adverts into it reduce the price, even give it away as part of the ticket price. And I would be happy with that. So do you know what my, so I, I used to get a program every week when I was younger. I think they were two pounds to begin with. And I remember it being a, I remember it being a big thing when it became two pound 50, but that might've <laughs> coincided as coincided with this being in the premiership. I used to love reading. I think it was on the inside of the back page or the second page from the back, be the list of all of the players and their height and weight. Yes, I used to the love reading statistics. those, and I used to be able to tell you if you tested me on the drive home how much, how tall is Wayne Brown, and I'd be able to say he's six foot on the dot, and yeah, he weighs twelve and a half stone. I used to, yeah, and I, I still kind of, I kind of do still love all of those sort of stats. Um, Frank Lampard weighed more than Didier Drogba. <laughs> I always found that absolutely fascinating how does that work but there you go this is what we're yeah. missing out with well at least what i'm missing out because i'm too <laughs> tight but I, I i just think figure out what the program is for and mm. just reduce down some of the content to focus on that and as i say slap more ads in there you know fans would write stuff for programs it doesn't really i, I know the club work really hard now this is not a criticism of the program necessarily it's yeah. a criticism of the process to produce the program that leads to it being priced mm. at three pounds fifty because i just think i know that a lot of football related expenditure is going to attract to inflation and the cost of living and so on but i think there's a point where a football program like a freddo bar as soon as a freddo bar is more than 50p it's its purpose is is no longer the same it's a little chocolate bar that should be 15p as soon as it's 50p no thanks game over and i think I'd class football programs as similar. As soon as it's more than a pint, I think you're. Well, I guess it depends where you buy your pints. Yeah, how much would yeah. how much would pints have to be for you to I'm, stop? It's yeah, no. <laughs> I, I I need to carefully backtrack on that position. I think, but I I still think three fifty for a football program. I know that magazines are very expensive and stuff. I just think there's be clever about it, be creative rather than cynical and just stick fifty p on the price and do the same thing. There you go. Rant over. Let's see how, how that goes down with Twitter World. We will put the poll up along with the tweet with the program. So if you have accessed this and not found where to vote, head over to our Twitter. You can find the Twitter poll there. We'll keep it open for a few days. 
I'd endorse Mikey's position. I think I'm. I think I've got a. No, you don't there, need. But, you don't need to. This is the mind game. You don't need to do that, Rich. This is the game, Mikey. This is how you get top of the league. Take credit. (laughs) This is how you get top of the league. So, (laughs) yeah, let's uh, let's let Twitter decide. So, thank you um, for that, Mikey. And um, as always, I'm just going to put the music on again because I can. And that is your lot. We've um, been nice and efficient this week, which I like particularly as I was very slow. What is that you've got there, Mikey? Tell us about it. I have a brand new copy of FIFA 22 with young Kylian Mbappe on the cover. Fortunately, I couldn't couldn't get the version with Macaulay Bond on the front. And because I am boomennial, I'm too old for games like this. (laughs) <laughs> not saying that you can't apply though if you're older than me that's absolutely <laughs> fine it's, it's up to you what you do oh. in your spare time um so yeah i'm going to give this away to a blue monday subscriber and yeah we're going to release the details on how you can win this xbox one fifa 2022 game it's easy for me to say on um the blue monday twitter account so yeah keep a lookout for that and yeah good luck yeah excellent stuff we will i think we will get people to do some stuff on Twitter and subscribe to some stuff as usual. And all the details will be on our Twitter account, either Mm. just as you download this or by the time you've finished listening to us, it should be there. Um, Good stuff. Thanks, Mikey. Uh, Two other bits that I've got to draw attention to. One of them, we mentioned it on the live show, which I can also mention is also available on video and audio in all good podcast outlets and on youtube so do enjoy some um live chat with ben and i which um was very much enjoyed i think well certainly by me and hopefully by everyone else uh the other thing that i would uh, just want to flag we've we've um, had someone get in contact about a sunday evening six aside league which we mentioned on the live show um for all abilities to join in um free entry for a limited time and there's a website which will tweet um it's a company called leisure leagues and they've got a phone number which is 0333 one two three two three four zero if you're interested um and um they're looking for anyone to join on a sunday evening between six and eight p.m at coppleston so do get involved yeah. if you want to play some football get some fitness i tried um, to join that rich but they said no professionals no professionals and <laughs> said I, i'm not yeah. professional they said you should be i'm making shed loads <laughs> out of <laughs> Premier League coverage. So <laughs> play for Ipswich Town. Um, so that's um that is some bits of plugs. There's other something um we we tweeted about as well. We've we've already cautious about talking about podcast awards because we we don't really do it for that kind of stuff. But if you are motivated, you enjoy what we do, and you enjoy what other um Ipswich Town podcast providers or national podcast providers and do as well. Uh, the FSA, the Football Supporters Association, have a annual awards, which covers a large kind of range of different things from players to pundits, but also um, national podcasts and club podcasts. And if you would um, feel motivated and uh, and would like to um, provide our name in those nominations, we'd be very grateful. If you go to the fsa.org uk forward slash about slash awards and we'll retweet the same thing as well you can nominate us um up until monday the 18th of october and nominate various other others as well there are excellent podcasts available 
There are also footballers who are deserving of rewards, I'm sure. Um, and men's player of the year, women's player of the year, commentator of the year, pundit, as I mentioned, all here in the FSA awards. So do get involved in that if you would like to support the podcast. Best, I think it is club podcast of the year we are eligible for. I think the other podcast award is more national, more, you know, not club related. So um, so there you go. So that's that's a thing. Um, finally, in terms of um, other Blue Monday content, and for those watching on YouTube, I've put up below where you can find us. The flagship show is back on Sunday evening. We are recording early doors, I hope. Uh, ben, Joe and myself, we're hoping Joe is back fit. And we're also sending our best wishes to Dave Diamond, who is self-isolating in the spare room. Um, having uh, got a positive test, we I think he's doing all right as best he can be. So, all of our best wishes to Dave. Get on the Barocca, and I think Joe's should be fit for Sunday as well. So, do join us for that to pick through the bones of Ipswich Town three. Who's three now? No, I, I can't <laughs> believe I said it, Mikey. I can't believe it. That's a mistake. Yeah, but you um, said Mikey, that your, your predictions come true. So that, there we yeah. go. We're gonna there win, you go. Gonna exactly right. Now, so. um, where can we find you on the Twitter, Mikey? Uh, at Mikey underscore Smith thirteen. Excellent. And are you and you're on Instagram as well, aren't you? Yeah. If people want to see uh, your face or visage. Yeah. If you want to follow me on Instagram as well, yeah, it's uh Mikey Penty Smith. There you go. Brilliant stuff. Me. And you can find me at Ipsrich um in Twitter and Instagram as well. So that is good. Please give me a follow and give the channel a follow. There you go. Plugs. Like and subscribe. Like and subscribe. Yeah, if you're watching on the on YouTube, do us a thumbs up. It does nudge us up the algorithms there you go thank you mikey professional professionalism is there you go mikey i am going to let you have the final word thank you for, again for joining us thank you everyone for listening and watching in and um yeah mikey over to you up the town <laughs> It's the promotion running. Everyone is gathered round to watch. The McNuggets share boxes are there offering much needed distraction. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping, but in you swoop to steal the last nuggets and claim all three points. Oh, and there is the Harry Clark fist pump to celebrate. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in at participating restaurants. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.